0: Welcome back to another episode of the Born Feast Podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who's been subscribing, liking, and commenting. If you're new, please do not forget to hit the subscribe button so that we can go to the community. Please like this video and comment. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about this interview. And today is a very, very special um, episode because I'm chilling with, I think, I think Bro, you one of the most famous people, especially um, in Kauteng and specifically in Johannesburg. I'll tell you why your, the, the short film that you did, Mambara, is the biggest. And the fact that it's always played, like, I, I don't think a week passes by without it being played. Do you still get people that call you Vugani or ask you about Mambara? Bro, what's
1: up for I me? Mean, like, and what's up to the viewers as
2: well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I do. Like,
2: it's, it's like a constant thing. Every time, any time anyone sees me, um, they don't know me, the first go to is like Bugani, and that, that's until today, like especially young guys. And it's funny enough that that
0: um because of the film came out in 2012.
2: Okay. I get like old, older guys now coming coming out and saying Yo, what's up, Bugani? Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Too old to be calling me. Like, oh, I <laughs> ah, God,
2: this is the prime. This is the guys who are really uh who really grew up watching that that kind of uh, content. So yeah. Yeah. They still come and say uh, Bugani, or they call me Mambara, or whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I think we'll get to that a little bit later. I just want us to start it from the beginning. Um, you speak about um, being born in Zerast, but then you have to move by the age of three going to Rastenberg. Why did you move from where you were born to go stay in Rastenberg? Um, to
2: be honest, I actually had no, uh, this? I had no hand in it. I mean, I was young, obviously. My parents, uh, my mom was working in, uh, in Zerast at the time as a teacher, and my dad was in Rustenburg as a teacher, so I think for the first three years, I was just staying with my mom, but then she, she realized she couldn't um, She wanted me to have like a I guess a better environment or like a, a Forward or like a more advanced environment, so I had to go to my dad yeah. who was um, in Rustenburg at the time, so um, Yeah, that's why I came to Rustenburg um, basically just for
0: opportunity, I guess. Yeah, like, like my was yeah, yeah. You sp- you, and you also speak about um, having lack of, of, of confidence. Um, especially when you got to Rustin What led to that? Is there a specific thing that you would say, um, because of this, um, I didn't have much confidence? A lot of people uh, maybe would say weight. Others would have um, mm. things like um, the way they look because people can mm. decide who's ugly and who's beautiful. What, what made you not have confidence in yourself?
2: Hmm. Interesting. I, mean, I think, I think what it was is that I was always like the baby at home so I was babied by my, my parents and I was babied by my grandparents, mm-hmm. more so my grandparents so so because life was so easy at home I would say when I got to school and realized for us there's like bullying and yes. you know fat shaming and all kind of other things and I was like oh okay maybe I'm not a, as cool and as as child as I am uh, that I thought I was from home so basically school, primary school, just being out, being the different kid being um, a a bit overweight, more bigger than the other kids and that kind of stuff. So I think growing up, that stuck with me because um, yeah, words stick with
1: you for a long time. They they really just, I guess stuck with me
2: for a long time and it was a bit of a conflict between when I was at home and when I was at school. So at home, I was the the smile.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But at school I was like, yeah, shy, a corner,
0: can't speak to to all of these guys. So how, how bad was the bullying? Look, I was born in, in ninety two,
2: which means I was in school in 1998.
0: You were born so in 92? So like this. I was born in 92, yeah. You
2: look and younger. Like you this. look younger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, For
1: sure, I was born in like, 92. So the, the bullies in school were more like the yeezo yeezo bullies, you know what I mean? Okay, like, okay, like, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah' so, like scary so the bullying was kind of kind of harsh but it, it didn't really last for a long time. I think it, it was bad but I, I found ways to deal with it. you know what I mean it was really bad we found ways to deal with it. Um, so I also became a bully myself. so I think the worst thing that has happened is like I was uh, I was um, they used to take money from me and they used to single me out, because I didn't really because I was so shy I didn't really have friends so I'd be working alone. And they'd be like, okay, that's the guy we're going to go target. And because like they they assumed I was some sort of chief
1: boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cooked me out, and every time they would take the money in, and they would use things like knives
2: to sort of like threaten me and stuff like that. But other than that, and that's, it wasn't like all the time, it was like two, three times, but there were it was enough times for me to be like, hey, 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 you know, I need to come, I need to either join this group or to really like uh, back down. And I decided to join to train the group rather than backing down. So, yeah, I guess it was bad, but. Not, not, not necessarily to the extent where uh, it became physical or anything like
0: that. Would you say it helped you in, in the character you, you were playing as Vugani on, on Mamba? Because it's all, you're also getting 100%. bullied there. hundred
2: mm. like percent. I can't do exactly what it felt like to be uh,
0: Ugani, to Yeah. Be different, coming from the outside. Um,
2: to be singled out as a big kid in the class. That was things that those are things that came to me naturally. I mean, it's just it was almost like stepping back into into the past and going I actually did experience That didn't feel like acting much. And those kids were really intense. I mean, the guys that were laughing and they were making jokes in the movie—they were really, really intense. So I guess yeah, I did. It did really. Honestly speaking, it was um, it was easy for me. And it kind of made sense because like the character
0: have lived in his shoes. So you have a friend, that tells you about the friend, that then tells you about the audition, that there's an audition happening for guns Magic, they're looking for, for people, and then you go there. Um, you go, how many of you were there auditioning on the day, for, for the character of Mugans? Dude, I don't even know, like, I was, you know, um, funny story, so we were, I was,
2: I was living with Temba at the time, at
0: Temba um, Duli. You used to live with Temba? But,
2: then a friend of ours who was also one of our roommates was close to the lady who the girl who this as must on skin um, Pizza uh, um, Elizabeth on uh, on uh, Okay. So she came to she came she came to the flat coming to visit um, Eon. Eon was his name, the friend and they were like, let's go to an audition and I was like, Okay, cool, that sounds cool. Let me go to this audition as well. So I went through I don't know what I was to audition for. I don't know if I was even gonna get picked, but I mean I was in varsity, it was a cool thing. I was doing film at the time, so I went to go try it out. And then we went. Funny enough, I got there. It wasn't such a huge line. It was just like a couple of people. They gave me a script. Two seconds, I read it. Stop. Thank you. We'll call you. And then a couple of weeks later, they called me and told me I got the part. And then when I got the part, uh, the person who was supposed to act as uh, Mambara, was also a classmate of mine from school, but it wasn't Tampa at that time. And they asked me, uh, and I told them, you "Well, know, my friend is Temba, He's actually like a—he's—he's he's quite short, and he is will uh, be great for this character as well." And they're like, "What? The script was really written for him as well." Like, turns out that the writer of the script also went to AVDA, and then when she wrote the script, she had Temba in mind. And funny enough, I just went to the audition by mistake, got the character, then I suggested Temba, Turns out he was—it uh, was written for him. And the lady who wrote it was actually an after student. so it was kind of a weird coincidence that just happened around. But I never really prepared to go to that
0: um, to audition really, it just, it just happened on a random morning, on a random week. Yeah, yeah. So, timber didn't audition on the day? He was just pulled through because you suggested him? Yeah, I mean, he oh, wow. not didn't
2: even want to go to audition, he stayed behind and I just went with, you you actually probably thought it was like one of those, Jimmy sort of like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Time. I
1: mean, he had come
0: from like doing, um, what's his rhythm and all those kind other of things. So I'm sure when we went to this magic thing, you were like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns out like he actually eventually did um, uh, do it when I couldn't do it. You speak so so up. No? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> obviously, he can't say no to you. So how how good, um, or maybe not, let me not say how good, but was looking at um, the film now, Mampara, Playing every week on Zanzi um, Pyscop, it's available on Showmax. Like it's all over. Like right now, I was speaking to my girlfriend, and I was I was telling I was telling her that um, I'm interviewing uh, Vugani. I was like yo Vugani, because everybody knows Mambara, and everybody knows Mambara word for word, part for part, scene for scene. Does that tally up to the money you guys got paid for for the for the production? Because it will really be a heartbreaking story to learn that a show that is available on ShowMax, um, it plays every week, people love it so much, but the people that made it what it, what it is right now are not um, proud of what they've done because the, the, the credit they got for it is, is, doesn't tally up to, to it being um, all over the place.
2: I enjoyed I was in my second year. But you are 100% correct. When it comes to South African television, I mean, it's, for instance, the SABC themselves have been in the, in the industry for, for the longest of time. Mm. And they still do this thing where um, actors will act and then the product will be overused, but they will never get compensation. So even in the contract, they do stipulate that, you know, when you.
1: When you shoot for, when you shoot for a magic movie, you get paid upfront. Right? Mm. You get paid whatever your rate is upfront and whatever.
2: But you never you really ever see royalties. You really ever see those kind of things. I think it's, it's 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 one of those things that there were people would assume that you because it's the same all the time. You get all this money. I mean, by the time
1: if, if you got all the money that they get, we'd, be, we'd all be driving Porsches and all yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever the case is. So so they don't they don't pay you for playing the the
2: movies, but it is, it's one of those things that's a that's, that's South African issue, uh, because there are not a lot of unions, a lot of people fighting for, for this sort of uh, credit, and like, you know, fighting for the actors and them getting credit. I mean, if you look at the story, sorry to, to ramble, the story with an actor who, I forgot his name, he was on, a, what's his name? His name
1: Caesar. Yes, yes, uh, yes.
2: Money, but if you look at shows like Eminem, Silver,
1: they've been playing since I was a young kid, mm. and they're still playing today. So yeah, we don't get paid for um,
2: every time it plays, but you know, it's, it's something that that we I think as a as a as an institute, as a as a medium, as a career, we need to sort of like kind of like try and fight for for those kind of uh,
0: rights, I guess, to get. The like they do in the US, yes. and and this kind of country. Do you mind sharing how much you got from the yes. production? How much did I get? Yeah, <laughs> I think we shot
2: for seven days, and I, I might be calling here, but I remember my rate was like two, three K
1: a day.
0: That's decent. So
1: another couple of days where I had finish some stuff. So you do the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2, 3K times 7, and then, yeah, two, K, seven, yeah. And then, um, yeah that's, that's basically what we got. I mean, every actor,
2: they got, got paid differently based on, um, on how long they've been performing and their experience and all that kind of stuff. But,
0: yeah, that was my rate right there. So why did you move to, to editing and not stick to, to acting? And also, you did say that um, you you like TV more than stage, and which is the opposite, quite opposite for a lot of actors, because a lot of actors would like to be on stage rather than on TV, um, but they, they opt for TV because TV apparently pays more. So uh, maybe if we can start with why do you like stage more than TV, and then we'll go to why did you move to editing? Okay, cool. So I
2: like, I like TV more than stage, um, simply because I'm a filmmaker. Like, okay.
1: I went to get to stage, uh, stage acting or stage of, or performance and then I just
2: did not fall in love with it as much as I thought I was going to, um, I still loved acting, but then I moved to Avda, when I got to Avda, I was like, yep, this is, yeah, this
1: is yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely about film, uh, television, it's, it's just
2: so, so much creative freedom there, I think, I do enjoy stage, but Television, you've got creative freedom. I mean, you can you can
1: redo it. Oh yeah. yeah. Some some, some actors are going to be on some. Oh, no no no, but the craft. But I mean. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
2: You can redo it. You can add things in in, in post production. You can you know you can put on makeup and change it and then you can make all these visual effects. So there's so much you can do with like film. And because like I said, I've got. I'm an editor by profession. Like that's what I that's what I studied to do. Um, but acting will always be a lot of mine. Um, but yeah, yeah that, that's that's it. I prefer it because I mean, you, there's so much you can do there. I still love acting. I love acting. That's
0: all I acting. Are you still friends with Temba? Because you said you were friends at the time. So I'm just wondering if you're still friends.
1: where I fit in the world,
0: yeah. he one of those people who, who really told me what I needed to hear but also told me crap when I needed to hear crap. Yes, and yes. He's always going to be a brother. Yeah. He's my guy. He's always going to be that guy. So, yes, short, he's more than a friend. He's, he's a brother too. Yeah. Um What I like about you, you do share your personal story on social media platforms and I've seen how it has impacted a lot of people's lives because they take something from your life. Um, I want to know why and like why are we not seeing you on our screens anymore? Okay, So, like I think, like you've seen on my, my socials. Yes. When
1: I was supposed to come through, like I came back, I came back to Rumburk because I had to come and um, do some stuff with family. Then I got a job. this side. Okay.
2: But then my parents passed. Then my parents passed away. And when my parents passed away, I had to sort of like take take care of. Uh, I had two siblings. So I had to take care of my siblings at the time. So. That's why it took, uh, it has taken me so long. And with, with, when it comes to kids or when it comes to uh, family, it's not a one-day investment. It's a long-term investment. So I had to choose in that space and time whether I was gonna be like, hmm, this is the beginning of my career in this specific form. Um, do I abandon what I'm supposed to do, what I feel like I'm obligated to do as well, and then chase this, this career that I love so much, or should I, uh, Behind, do what's right, so
1: that at least it's not just me
2: doing what I love, but it's also them getting an opportunity to do what
0: they love as well. So I chose the the, the my siblings over the performing. Yes. At that time. So you speak about the passing of your parents and bro. Whoa, like it's 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 the worst nightmare I would wish on on my worst enemy. Um, you speak about you having to go take care of of your mother after your your dad's passing. Um, how, how did your dad um, pass?
2: It was like one of those short things, like honestly speaking, it was like a... At first he had like a gout and then
1: it sort of like opened up into like a, a wound. Those, those mm. you know gout, like you got those... Yeah, 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 yeah. Your, your ankles and joints and whatever the case is.
2: And it sort of then became like a... Like a wound and then it became infected and sort of like septic. So it was, for like a couple of months, that went from just being gout to being infected to like now all of a sudden getting escalated to septicemia, which is like a, which is like a, I guess, a disease. I want to say I didn't really research much into it because so yeah, yeah. I know like that happened. There's nothing happen but it's like a, it's like a disease that that that, that happens when your blood gets, in, I think, infected with like pus and that kind of thing, and then it just sort of like starts killing your your organs, like your kidneys and stuff like that. So that's what happened to him. It started off as something that was like as a as small as like a wound and it got infected. And I think also maybe his lifestyle at the time was not um was not healthy, therefore he couldn't recover. Um yeah, so I think that's that's basically what happened. I didn't really like go deep into it mm-hmm. after it happened because when these kind of things just mess you up and I just, I just decided, you know what? Like, I don't wanna
0: to to deal with hospitals, I don't wanna do yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I just moved on from there. Yeah. And it was like the same way
0: I was supposed, Okay. It was the cause of death, but, but not the other that you And then after after that, like what, what was the um time frame, if I may call it that, between him passing and your mother passing because you speak about moving to go take care of your mother and then you share the story of how your mother passed. Um I think after answering that you can just go on to what happened to your mother because when you spoke about the story, and, like, mm. I, think, I think you're the bravest person I know, because you were singing the story literally. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy. Like, you were singing the story literally. Um, so if, yeah. if, if you can tell the story for, for people who have not watched the story. Okay. So with my, my dad passed away in October and then of
2: 2015, and then my mom passed away in May of
1: 2016. So you could when my mom was supposed to take off her black clothes because you know in like a in like black culture you know, yes you, yes you wear all black yeah 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 so it was like literally like on the sixth month when
2: she was supposed to take off her black clothes she passed away and how she passed away was still like a mystery to me like something that I always I always tell people that I don't know one day we came we came to so I usually to take my mom to school she was a teacher right? so okay I my mom to school I took her to school dropped her off. And after school, came back from work, and then with my step, with my little brother at the time. And then, yeah, somebody came in looking for, for a mom, and then I sent my brother to go check where where she was or if she was awake or whatever. He gets into the bathroom and finds that she is on the floor next to the bathroom. And at that time, she's just, like, awake, but she's not seeing anything. She doesn't look like she's hurt. She doesn't have, like, a bump anywhere or anything like that. So my first thing to do is, like, on an ambulance, call some friends, trying to figure out what's happening. And then they took her in, um, and I didn't really I didn't really think much about it. I was on some, you know, it's that, it didn't look that serious. It was like, okay, cool, maybe it's like she fainted or whatever the case is. Then they took her over to the hospital, then I went to go check her the next day. She was still not talking, and she was just, like, responding weirdly. Like, she just looked at me, and, and then she, she could hear what I was saying and understand what I was saying, but she could not say what she was feeling or what was wrong or whatever. Oh, a couple of days passed by and she is going for all the scans. She's going for the brain scan, heart scan. She's doing tests on her kidneys and all that. And it turns out she was fine. There was nothing wrong with her. So the doctors were, like, kind of, like, wondering what the hell was up. Cool. Oh, six days, I think, passed by, or a couple of days passed by. And then I am going to visit her to get there. And her heart just stopped. And then, like, things were just, like, flying there. It's like that
1: movie scene where where the patient is being, like, resuscitated. Yes. Things are being plugged in, people are being pushed away, and whatever the
2: case is. Awesome stuff. So they take her to ICU at the time, and now it's starting to become serious, and I'm, like, wondering what the hell is happening, and that's how my family is there, whatever. Right? Then I hear from the nurses that, um, there were two guests who came through to come and family members who came through to come and check her, and when they left her, heart stuff, but,
1: which was weird, because, like, why would a heart stop, she didn't have a heart condition. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously then I start telling them, I start telling the, the, the nurses, the nurses and the people working there, that you know what, from now on no one comes into, into the
2: space. Yeah. Out, uh, my mom but honestly speaking, she never woke up from that. Uh, she was in ICU for like another couple of days, I think it was 12 days in total that she was, from the day that she, that she spent, from the day she painted until the day she passed away. It was 12 days from, from that, uh, and then the last day, I think, on the 12th day, on the 11th or 12th day, the nurse took me to the side and said, homie, we don't know what is up with your mom. Uh, no, not even the late, 11th day, let's say the 10th day, because if you're home, we you don't know what's, what's up with your mom. Uh, everything is functioning. Like, everything is okay. Her results the bad. Nothing seems to be wrong. And I couldn't even speak to a doctor at the time. And she was in a private hospital even to be, just to, to just throw that out there. But so it wasn't like anything that was that was off. Like, all the things that could have been given to her were given to her
0: and, but she wasn't waking up. Uh, then she said, remember, we are black people. And I'm like... Who's saying that? Remember that we are black people. The nurse. The nurse, she's like, yeah, she's like, you know we are black people.
2: And in these situations, you have to take into consideration that this could be
0: witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, because it sounds like witchcraft. It it sounds very weird. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
2: nothing, uh, just like
1: a broken heart or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I sort of just left it at that,
0: but you know, there's always something in the back of your head that always goes, maybe find out, Yeah. 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 So how, how, how did you heal from that, bro? Because that's a traumatic story. And I mean, you, you're the oldest, right? You're the oldest sibling. Yeah. Now you have to take care of um two two other siblings, your brother and your sister. And you're young yourself, you like, there's this. No means, if I may put it like that. How did you heal from that, and how did you overcome it? Well, it took it took a long time. So I kind of
2: and you never really you never really heal from something like that. So what I do, I've got a coping mechanism, and I think a lot of people have the same coping mechanism. Where if if something, if I need to take action now, I put all my emotions aside and feelings,
1: and I put them in a bag somewhere, and I do what needs to be done. Yes. So I just I just lost uh, both my parents. My siblings were
2: now looking at me like, yo, what's the next step? So I just took on those boots and I took on those pants and I put them on and I just drove with it until everything was sorted. My sister finished university, she finished her studies, and my, my brother was in high school at the time. And then out of nowhere, five years later, I had like a mental breakdown. Mm. Like then the stress caught up to me and then I started going into like a deep depression. So I didn't deal with it, and I eventually got into a deep state of depression, like a in two years, mm. and then I from there I had my bosses were nice at the time at the school that I was working at, but the students at the institute that I was working for, and they gave me a month off. So in that month off, I went to see a psychologist. I left religion completely,
1: and I sort of tried to figure myself spiritually. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. happening with me? What am my feeling, What's happening in my head? And
2: I took the medication they gave me, and not and went to calm me down. Until eventually, something in me, one day I was chilling on my bed and said, screw this actually, bro, like, you can't be in your bed not moving and not doing anything. Your parents have passed away and we can never change that. Uh, but there are so many other good things that, that you've done, that you're doing, that, mm. done and that you need to focus on. One day, and I had to decide to myself that I have to give myself a chance to live. I can't be in, I can't be in the background holding on to something that I can really not change. And I had to let go. And unfortunately, when you're dealing with death and loss, especially of parents, one thing that
1: has to happen is you need to forget them a bit. Mm. And I don't mean forget who they are, but forget that they are here because they are no longer here. Mm. Uh, but but you never really get over it. You you don't. I've learned to live with it. I've learned to cope with it. It's like a disease that never goes away. Yeah yeah I, yeah yeah. I could, I could finish I could finish this meeting this, uh, this interview now.
2: And then three days later, I could just wake up and be like, "Cheers!" And going, "I miss my, my parents." Something happens or whatever. I'm not gonna miss my parents or whatever the case is. It doesn't really, it doesn't really, and you don't really heal. But you decide to live with
0: it. Mm. So that's how I started to live. With it. And then your siblings how did they cope with losing both their parents in short, um, a, a short space of time. from what I know,
2: mm-hmm. um, and she also, because she was a vet, uh, and vet offers you all these nice fancy things, and then she went, and she was studying psychology and all kinds of other things, so, so she saw, uh, she, she found herself and found healing in that, and in that space, and dealing with that in that space, and it was my brother, um, I mean, he was, he was, he was young when it happened, I mean, he was not too young that he just can't remember, but he was young enough to sort of realize what was happening. Without
1: it really feeling like he's lost everything. He's still dealing with it. He's, still, uh, I mean,
2: he's always going uh, to have somebody who will remind him that he doesn't have parents. But one thing that I made sure, or that I feel like I made sure, is, to, is, is letting him know that I am here to fill in any part of his life that he feels is with. And I won't be enough because I am not involved with that. But I'll make damn sure that he doesn't feel like he is not a normal person. Yeah. So, we have we have communication, I drive them everywhere, if he needs something, he tells me. And I allow him to experiment with a lot of things. So if, if he feels he wants to get a tattoo to for instance, he doesn't have any tattoos, or whatever, he, he, he goes through this big thing in his life, we talk about it, and then I don't necessarily say, you can't do it. I say, we
1: talk about it. What? Happens in five years, what happens? So we have a discussion, yeah. Uh, he ends up doing it, we end
2: up not doing it. So with him, we have a conversation all the time, and I think he's also like sort of like grown under me. Um, and he sort of looked at how I cope, and then he sort of, I hope he sort of taking some of those things that I used to do, and he says that, and then he put them together, and then he's moved on with that, that situation.
0: So, yeah, that's where my siblings are at, I feel, but they can also come here and tell you a different story Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, so much for, for making time to come here on, on, on this platform as we're also growing. Um, we, we're hoping to... Are we, are we going to see on our TV sometime soon at least? Because we miss Vugane man. You know when you're introduced to a character and a character that a lot of people have fallen in love with. Because like I'm telling you right now, like I'm telling you right now, if we were to go to Deep Roof. Um, where where Klub fonts. Actually, that's my former school. That's, that's the nice thing about it. Fonts is in my former school. If we were to go there, or you know, the whole of Deep Club, and ask them, do you know Mamba? Do you know Vugani Do you know um, Temba? They know everybody. They know their characters, like they know everything. So we are introduced to you, and then from there, you just... Disappeared and a lot of people don't really know why and they might think it's a what one, one hit wonder But um, not understanding that we face different challenges, so i we gonna see you anytime soon on our TV. We miss you, bro
2: Awesome, oh, thank you so much. I think I think the, the short answer is I hope so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Because um,
2: it's not really up to me, but I definitely want to come back Okay and, perform. and like look, I've been in the industry, like I said, I've done movies as well. I've done five other movies from the Magic, but like as an editor when it comes to, when it comes to um, acting, that's a passion of mine that will never die. And I am really grateful for the Magic and all the people that watch the movie that really relate to the character. And yes, I would love to. Mbara 2, definitely. I think I still have. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: I, would, I would love to do something like that. Uh, but also, I would love to come back um, on the screen as a different character in a movie, maybe, or, or something like that. So, definitely working on it. It's just that, you know, there's other things that has been in the pipeline that I've been busy with. but Never be a
0: passion mind that all so for sure. Hope so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you speak about having um, a, a, a movie that was one um, film festival overseas, if I'm correct. Am I correct? <laughs> is it a movie that we know yeah. of? Is it, is it a movie that we can watch? Um, and then, secondly, your podcast, please tell us about your podcast right after that. Okay.
2: Well, so, the movie that I. After doing acting, when I was in Rustenburg, I eventually worked for a school, or like a group of schools in Rustenburg, as a teacher and also as a consultant, uh, doing dramatical. arts I love acting and I love uh, drama. I started doing stuff with the kids, and we ended up shooting a movie, and that movie was taken to the States, and then it won in Philadelphia, best movie in the category of eight, uh, 11 years to 18. Oh, wow. And then we did another one, then it got then I got like a nomination at the uh, Africa Academy. Uh, Movie awards, which is basically like the Africa Oscar Awards, got nominated for best short film last of last year in Nigeria Lagos, and I had the opportunity to go there, but unfortunately we didn't win. So yes, those are movies that people can watch. They are on YouTube um, on my on my YouTube channel. I'm Moment with Picks. and then um, this is like movies that I that I did with kids, I don't think
0: they were gonna be that big. I just did it because I enjoy what I do and I had kids who were doing drama who were really inspired to do movies as well. And then we did that and then we, some of them we won and some of them we didn't. So yeah they are on YouTube under um, a more Yeah, yeah. And then um, your podcast? Yeah. Oh with the podcast, sorry. Um, so there's so much happening right now, Mark you know how it is with podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. You kinda of have to to be consistent and yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. But yeah, yeah. I started doing the podcast, the both play I doing more podcasts.
2: Um, sort of like activities um, when I have a lot of time as well as when I've refined it. But for the ones that I've done, they are under my personal channel at uh, Umpile Warapo Vlogs on YouTube. You can check those out. And I hope, uh, I hope I'm hope i going to do more. And hopefully, I'll get Chamba to come on also. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Temba to come and say his version of, the, of, of his life. Yeah, yeah.
1: Powerful story. Yeah. yeah. But,
2: yeah
0: You so much, man. Before you go, um, which character is playing right now on TV that you think you can kill if it was given to you? On TV? Yes.
1: Funny enough, I don't watch a lot of
2: TV. Uh, I watch
1: series. Okay. And, uh, most-
2: enough to do any character, uh, but I love what the wife has been doing,
0: but I don't think I'll be able to do the gangster stuff on the wife, but, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can, how, how hard is it to, to, to get um, your, your work on streaming platforms, your Show Mags, in um, Zantimagic, have you tried doing that, and what are some of the processes? It's, it's not the easiest of, of processes. Uh, South Africa is very competitive,
1: and there's like a small circle of people that um, that I guess companies trust with their, with their
2: money. Because okay. it's all about the money. It's all about, like, I've got this much money and I watched your film. I've seen 10 of your productions. So it's not easy. It is really not easy. But um, you just need a great story or a great team of people that can, can put in the work. And then if you have a solid team, it shouldn't be that difficult, but it's not the easiest. T- I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I've tried. With a couple of people but you know some people are chance kind of takers and stuff like that uh, but uh, yeah it's, it's not the easiest of things and but eventually i'll definitely be in there just keep on watching
1: netflix and those kind of yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: online streaming platforms that i'm through yeah and that way it's that television-wise mainstream television maybe not the easiest but you know if you have a good team and you want to if you want to jump into it look at the the, the the online the online platforms those
0: those are the things yeah no thank you so much for the time man and this is not this is not the end um i think we're still going to have conversations because i also have like some great ideas um that have to do with um, productions and stuff so with time we we've just created a, a relationship that um, we'll keep on talking in time sharing ideas seeing how we can take one and one and make two together and then um, take it from there you know collaboration is key wish you nothing but the best um your school everything that you're doing um, I know I'm going to see you on, on, on my screen sometime soon, wishing you nothing but the best as yes. the year is starting. Uh, may 2023 be your best year in the year that when you look back, you're like, now I understand why I had to go through all what I went through. It was for me to get this great gift, um, and I see that happening in 2023, and I wish it upon your life. Thank you so much for your time, my brother. Thank you, Toleroy, man. That means a lot to me and also to you, man. Thank it's you. Wishing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Let's just keep making
1: the content.
0: Yeah, yeah. Content. Thank you so much, uh, for watching. Please do not forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Click the description, and then I'll put on Pillar's channel. Um.